Hey, welcome to the Press On Podcast. This is episode 19, and guess what? This is the third time I have recorded this episode. Uh, for some reason, about eight minutes in, the camera keeps shutting off, um, but I just keep going because I can't see when the camera shuts off, and so um, fingers crossed, this is the take uh, that will get everything in. Um, but I'm excited. Episode 19, I don't know if I said 18 a minute ago, episode 19 though, uh, uh, what a great week last week. We did have episode 18 um, and just a great response to, to that episode and I learned a lot from James chapter 4, um, just working on that as well. And then on Thursday last week, we did our first live on Instagram Bible study and worship time. Um, and thank you for those who joined and, and stuck with me through the time changes of that. Uh, but we had a lot of fun, and uh, soon we'll be posting a, a poll to see if you guys would want to do that again or what times work best. Um, so be looking for that on our Instagram. Last week, I also started a brand new job as a can crusher, but I had to quit because it was so depressing. I'll give you a second to think about that. Soda press. Okay. Uh, that was the joke of the week. But no, in all seriousness, I did start a brand new job last week as a waiter slash server. Um, so far, it's great. It's been fun. I enjoy um, talking to people. Um, it's definitely out of my element and something I never um, have done before. Uh, but so far, so good. So last week was just a really good week. This week, we... We're wrapping up James. It's going to be another great week. Trust me, I've seen this episode three times so far in my mind, and so I'm enjoying it. Um, and then next week is our big show, episode 20. Most podcasts don't ever get to episode 20. We are so excited um, for this show. In fact, last week's episode, though it didn't do as well as we wanted, I thought it did so well on downloads that next week I'm going to go ahead and eat Little Nitro on our 20th episode. Uh, if you don't know who Little Nitro is, he's the world's uh, hottest gummy bear. Um, he's a 900 million, no, 9 million Scoville uh, unit. Um, that means he's 900 times hotter than a jalapeno pepper. So, so the Little Nitro challenge is to eat uh, Little Nitro and then go five minutes without drinking anything. We'll see if I can do it. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be painful. Um, but I'll do it for you guys next week on our 20th episode. Um, and we have some other fun surprises next week as well. So make sure uh, you don't miss out. Um, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube. And so you know exactly when things are happening. Also, go make sure you like all of our social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. Um, so you don't miss out on anything. Hey, it is time for us to do improv illustrations. And so all that is, is, is I have this silver bucket here and it's filled with a bunch of nouns and I just draw a noun and then I relate it to our faith or just to life in general somehow. Um, and then I encourage you to do the same. Email us at pressonpod at gmail.com. Um, videotape yourself or just write in uh, your improv illustrations. I would love to share it with our Press On fam. But let's get started. This week's word is grill. Um, you know, uh, summer just ended. Summer is grilling season. And, and when you grill food over time, the grill becomes dirty. And so you have to make sure you clean that grill after each use. Or um, the grill can't fulfill the purpose that it was made for. It, it becomes um, contaminate, contaminated and it, it uh, messes the, up the quality and 
uh, ruins the product of the food that's grilled on it afterwards. And so you want to make sure your grill is clean, just like our lives. We were made for a purpose, but, but sin kind of contaminates our lives. And so we have to do our best to keep that, that sin uh, as far away and make sure our lives are as clean from sin as possible. Now, it doesn't mean that we're going to be sinless. I think it's impossible for any of us uh, to live a life of no sin, but we can do our best to keep our lives clean and free from sin as possible. How do we do that? We stay in the Word daily. We uh, we go to church and we're growing in the Word. We're surrounded by a body of believers. We have an accountability partner. We we confess to God our sins and and we know that He forgives us. and And none of that gives us our right to just keep on sinning so we can clean it off. Um, but this is how we try to remove it out of our lives to keep our lives as clear as possible, so we can fulfill the purpose that God has made us for. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense, but in my brain it does, and so I hope it does for you as well. Hey, like I said earlier, today uh, we're wrapping up James 5. It's a quicker episode today, but sometimes I think that's okay. Sometimes I think we just need to take a, a, a step back from uh, these long episodes and lessons and studies and uh, just hammer in some simple truth and then spend some time thinking about that simple truth. And so, really, James 5 actually could be uh, broke down into three different weeks, but next week's our 20th episode, and I really wanted to be done with James by next week so we could move forward into what is to come, which I'm really excited about. Um, And so that means we needed to finish James 5 today. And so we are going to start in James 5, uh, verse 7. So if you have your Bible or if you're going to use your phone, but you're probably listening on your phone or watching on your phone, Um, but if you don't have a Bible or you can't run and get a Bible, um, if you can run and get one, go do it, press pause. We'll be here when you get back. But if you can't, uh, no worries. It's going to be on the screen. Also, it's going to be read to you as well. Um, so you don't have to worry about that. You can just kind of follow along with us. So this is James chapter five, verse seven. Be patient then brothers and sisters for the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient. Stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, We count as blessed those who have persevered. And you have heard of Job's perseverance, and you've seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you will be condemned. So James is essentially telling us to to be patient. Be patient when all this stuff is happening to you. And here's something that I really kind of uh, thought about is is James is kind of saying, hey, be patient because you're not in control. You're not in control. And, And we so much like to be in control of everything, don't we? We like to manipulate everything in our lives so it favors us or makes us comfortable or it goes the way that we would want it to go. Even in um, bad situations, we want it to 
to kind of lean towards our favor. Uh, but James is essentially saying, hey, be patient in suffering. You're not in control. And then he uses this uh, illustration of farmers, and he's saying farmers will, will plant the seed. Uh, they'll do their job, and then they wait on God to bring the rain. They, they do what they're supposed to, and then they are trusting God to be faithful to do what he's always done, and that's to bring the rain. They, they don't know if he's going to bring the rain tomorrow or next week or next month or next season or, or even next year. They just got to trust that, that God's going to do what he's always done before. Um, and it might not be in our timing, but, but God is going to be faithful. We just have to be patient. And we have to be patient in these circumstances where we don't really understand what's happening. The, the, the unexplainable, right? We don't understand why we are going through these seasons. James then brings up Job. And how Job had to be patient in his suffering. And if, if you don't remember who Job was, he was a, a character in the Old Testament that, that, that he was the most righteous man. He was God's number one guy in the land at the time. And yet, um, for some reason, Satan decided to target Job. And Job lost everything. He lost his crops, his livestock, his children, his health. And there was no rhyme or reason except that he was the most righteous. And he didn't understand. And then he had all these voices in his head, his wife, his friends telling him, hey, go ahead and curse God. And Job didn't. He, he never once cursed God. He doubted. He, he questioned. He said, God, why are you doing this? But never once did he curse God. Job remained patient. And it didn't make sense. In fact, uh, when he was questioning, they say, God, why are you doing this? God responds and says, hey, were you there when I created everything? Do you understand how everything works? Because I am God and you are not. And for Job, that was good enough. And Job remained patient. And in the end, we read that it says, you have heard that Job's perseverance, uh, or you have heard of Job's perseverance, and you have seen what the Lord finally brought about. And in some translations, it says, you have seen what the Lord brought about in the end. See, Job not only got everything that he lost back, but he got it um, and more. Does it make up for, uh, like, did his new children make up for his lost children? Probably not. He probably had those pains still. Uh, and Job was patient, and he trusted that God was going to keep his promises because Job was righteous, and he did what God wanted him to do, even in the unexplainable moments. And so James is urging us, no matter what we go through in life, we need to practice patience. But how do we do that? How do we build our patience? If we tend to be not the most patient people, um, how do we do that? Well, luckily, James isn't done with chapter 5. He actually goes on um, to, to give us a little help. He, he doesn't leave us hanging here. Uh, and so we're going to read James chapter 5, starting in verse 13. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and to anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. 
The prayer of a righteous person is powerful, is effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth, and someone should bring that person back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from their error of their ways will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. So in order for us to build our patience, we have to really amp up our prayer life. We have to to work hard in building a better prayer life. Prayer is so important, and I think it's something that that all of us would probably say is important, but all of us, including me, especially me, um, maybe need to do a better job at, at building a better prayer life. James says, is any among you tr- in trouble? Let them pray. Are you happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is, are you sick? Uh, call your elders and let them lay hands on you. Uh, in every circumstance, pray. And I know there's people out there that find it easier to pray when things are good, like, thank you, God, for this going this way. And I know people out there that find it easier to pray when things are bad. God, help me in this situation. Be with this person. Uh, God, we don't understand, but but we're trusting you. And then I know people who pray just before meals, and I know people who pray only on holidays when they're with their family right before they eat. And I know people who uh, just want to pray a quick prayer before bed. And we all know that verse that says, now pray without ceasing, but we all recognize that uh, to actually pray 24-7 without ceasing isn't very logical. So what does that really mean? I think it really means in every circumstance, are we in the habit of praying? Are we actively trying to build our prayer life to be stronger and better? So so, so find something that you've never done before and put it into practice. Find a way to build your prayer life. Uh, uh, something that, that I do or at least had lately been doing fairly well, is journaling. I think that helps my prayer life. Um, the way I've been trying to build my prayer life recently is is twofold, actually. Uh, see, uh, every morning when I do my quiet time, I have this app on my phone called Abide, and it has um, meditations on it, and it, uh, it has just some music you can play during your quiet time. So I'll play some music, but I'll also make sure I set some time um, uh, aside just to have that music playing, and I just pray, and then I, I take some time and just listen. And not that I've heard God speak in an audible voice, but I'm just setting aside a time to actually um, have a dedicated time to have that conversation. And I know conversations aren't one-sided, that I need to allow time to just listen to what God might be saying to me in that moment. And, and another way is I've been meeting with a friend of mine every single week, and we have a devotional that we do during the week, and uh, we journal through that and then we also do memory work together and accountability. But at the end of our time together each week, we, we pray. And there's something about praying one-on-one with somebody that really amps up your prayer life and makes you just want to do it more. Um, and then you also have somebody else in your life that you are constantly praying for as well. And so there's a lot of other ways that my prayer life could be a lot better. And I want to work on that. And I want to build that. I also want to hear from you guys. Like, how are you building your prayer life? What practices do you have that, that maybe would help help me or other people? Um, and so write into us, pressonpod at gmail.com. Comment if you're on YouTube um, down below or on our Instagram post or, or on Facebook. We want to know what you do to build 
your prayer life. But here's what I know. When you're in conversation with somebody, it builds a relationship. You don't meet somebody and build a relationship without having conversation. And the same is true with our prayer life. Our, our prayer life builds our relationship with God. And it, it develops this deep trust with God. And so we build our prayer life. Our prayer life builds our trust in God. And our trust in God builds our patience in all circumstances. It's, it's a chain reaction, really. And so we want to be more patient, then, then we've got to pray more because that will lead us to trust more. And trust is the only thing that's going to give us patience because we don't need to worry when we trust the one who's really in control. Can I give you a quick story about patience? I moved away from Michigan on July 30th, July 31st maybe. That's a day. I don't remember. End of July. And when I left, I signed papers to close on my house. Closing date was no later than August 30th. As of today, we still have not closed on my house. Same buyer, just a lot of issues, um, things beyond my control, things beyond my realtor's control. Um, some things beyond the seller's control, some things not. Um, but it's taken a lot of patience in this season. I don't know when the house is going to close, and it's caused a lot of complications in other areas of life. Uh, but I could spend my time upset and worrying and fretting, or I can trust that God's in control and he's going to handle it. And I know it's a little issue on the grand scheme of things. Even in my life, the sale of my house is a little issue on the grand scheme of things. But it's just an easy example of how trusting God will give you patience in this situation. I could spend my days mad at um, all these little issues that have come up. Um, but getting mad doesn't do anybody good. Um, it's not going to get the house sold any faster. Um, and so I just got to pray and trust, and, and hopefully soon the house will close, um, and it'll just be part of my story, um, a story I can tell one day. Uh, but patience isn't easy. It's not something that's going to come naturally for most people. But it's something that we can practice and we can grow in together. So this week as we practice growing our prayer life and practice growing in patience, I hope you and I can do one thing and the same thing that we encourage you to do each and every week, and that's to press on. We can't wait to see you next week for episode 20. Until then, adios.